Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today, let's look ahead to 2022. Let's look ahead to 2022. Um, a couple days ago, a player... Let's see, am I going to remember his name when I get that far down? I think I probably will. Um, Reclassified. And is now considered a part of the 2021, no, 2022 baseball draft, not the 2023. He redeclared himself, reclassified himself as a 2022 high school senior instead of a 2022 high school junior. So he will be eligible for the drafts. And he was, per somebody who pays closer attention to the draft than I do, he was the number one person on his 2023 board. The top player on this guy's 2023 board said, I'm not waiting until 2023. I want to be in the 2022 draft. So instead of being number one on the 2023 board, he's on the 2022 board. Kind of led to some wheels spinning and people assessing and writing stuff down. I say now is a decent time. I have a list of 14 players. Some of them I have information of. Some of them I have absolutely nothing on. But... These are 14 names. As you look forward to the draft, these may be names that are being discussed in June or July or in May or whenever. And I'm going to try to be doing something with them in regards to my draft work. And these are 14 names that as of now are at the top. And if you've done any draft coverage, People will look at this list of 14 in three months or three years and say, what a fool, that's a horrible list. But, well, hey, some guys climb up, some guys drop down, some guys get injured, stuff happens. Now, the reason I want to run through these names, first off, it was helpful for me to write down the list. Just simply writing down the list I've seen the names one more time than I had before, and that's helpful for me. Whether it's helpful for anyone else, it's helpful for me. And let's go down the list. Brooks Lee is number one on Mason McRae's list. I generally default to Mason McRae's list. He does very good homework. He and I chit-chat on Twitter. Is he specifically necessarily better than anyone else? Eh, Not necessarily, but one thing I like about Mason McRae, he has his own list. Someone else, uh, people might be arguing whether this guy is 22nd or 23rd on the list and having, you know, throwing doorknobs at each other as far as, is this guy 22nd or 23rd? Mason McRae said, no, he's 57th. He's not all that good. Now, whether he ends up being right over the long haul, eh, I you find out. But um, Mason McRae is in college now. In three years, he will have a job with a major league team. He will be very good at it. 
and I wish him well, and I'm very happy that at least for the time being, I get to chit-chat with him about stuff. Brooks Lee, shortstop, Cal Poly. I really don't know a whole lot about him, but if he's on the top of the list, he's really, really kind of good. If you are a West Coast type of baseball fan, Brooksley would be a great follow for you. Regionalism makes sense when you're following. Because uh, if I'm back in the year when um, the Cubs were drafting Nico Horner, I did not follow Nico Horner at all. Why? Was it because I thought he was a horrible player? No, actually, he was out in Stanford, and his games were starting at 9 o'clock. And I had other things that were, you know, I, I was paying attention to some other game. It's like... Oh, okay, now it's 10.15. Oh, gee, possibly I should check in on that Stanford. Oh, no, 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 I got this other game going on. So you have to prioritize which games you're going to follow. You have to pay it, decide this is my number one game. Once that's done, I'm going to switch over and jump to this game. So regionalism plays a big part in it. If the game's not starting until 9 o'clock, unless you are specifically targeting that game, it's going to be tough to follow. So, Brooksley, if you are a West Coast type person, Brooksley, Cal Poly, very good follow. And even if you're not on the West Coast, if you decide that's who you think you want to follow, wonderful. Carter Young, Vanderbilt. If you are Midwest, even kind of remotely, watch Vanderbilt baseball. First off, they're always really good. <laughs> it's just, it, it, Vanderbilt very, 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 very rarely has a clunker of a team. They have arms. They have guys throwing 95-96. They're up against an SEC schedule. They get tested. If a guy has holes in his game, you'll find it out. If a guy is crushing at the SEC level, then he's probably fairly good. He's probably a reasonable get. Shortstop, Vanderbilt, second on the list. Just leave off the name Carter Young. Shortstop, Vanderbilt, second on the list. You should try to familiarize yourself with Vanderbilt anyway because the Cubs are going to be drafting in the top 10. And players that the Cubs play and uh, consider in the top 10 very well may beyond Vanderbilt, or be playing against Vanderbilt. Vandy has a reasonably favorable schedule for Midwest followers. They're not going to have 10.30 at night first pitches very often. If you decide, okay, I want to get to know about Carter Young, I want to decide if Carter Young is the guy I want the Cubs to draft, follow Vanderbilt. Go for it. Do it. Have fun doing it. Termar Johnson is a shortstop at Mays High School. I'm not sure what state. I'll have that to you later. Um, he sounds like one of the um, new avant-garde shortstops that is really fast, really built, and can really hit. 
uh, let's see. I think there's at least some left-handed hitting there. I can't remember if he's a pure switch hitter or what the story is. Um, but no, he's he's a guy that you would want to know if you are following preps. Elijah Green, Outfield, IMG Academy. This dude, this bloke, this guy, I actually have some awareness of. IMG Academy was playing in a early high school season tournament. I'm going to say it was in March. IMG Academy was playing against a team that had Andrew Painter. Painter went in the first round this year. I was figuring, hmm, Andrew Painter against IMG Academy. I think I might learn something from this. Andrew Painter, first pitch of the game, 96. First pitch of the game, Elijah Green, home run. Okay. That's not to say that Andrew Painter won't be a good pitcher, but if Elijah Green can turn around Andrew Painter, I'm kind of intrigued by Elijah Green already, and I don't know a darn thing about him. So if Elijah Green is sitting fourth in the draft, since I know the Cubs are kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of into um, up the middle types, uh, Elijah Green, he's more of an outfielder, but trust me, he's not a um, guy that you're going to hide in left. He can, I can't remember if he's um, pure center field, pure right field, but um, he can go get him. He's... Uh, He's he would be worth obtaining if available. Gavin Cross Outfield Virginia Tech. I really took last year to following East Carolina. It's nice to have a team that isn't Vanderbilt that you're following. If you want to follow Vanderbilt, if you want to follow UCLA, if you want to follow Louisville, great. Have at it. Do it. I enjoyed having Virginia Tech to follow. Or I, I enjoyed East Carolina because what they ended up doing quite often, I don't know what Vander, what Virginia Tech does for scheduling. Most of, once mid, mid-March hits, once mid-March hits, most of the college teams are back to their 6 p.m., 7 p.m. local time start, which is fine. It makes sense for their regionalism because you want to have people go to their jobs, come back home, grab some dinner, then go off to watch the ball game. Starting a game at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock absolutely makes complete, perfect sense. Sometimes, some teams start their games early. And if you follow a team that starts their games early, like one o'clock, two in the afternoon, then you can listen to them. If you're not at work or if you are at work and still have time to catch a major game that night, Virginia Tech would be a fun follow. Gavin Cross is a hitter, 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 hitter as an outfielder. And if I do not have 
some sort of a personal read on Gavin Cross by a month before the draft, I will have absolutely failed. Right now, I really don't know anything about him. He's on my list. He's probably pretty good. Jason Jones, shortstop from Mount Perrin, is a high school shortstop. Don't really know anything about him. It's fine. Uh, I'm sure I will locate some stuff on him eventually. Actually, the guy who just reclassified, I'm not seeing him on this list, but he's also a guy that probably should be. Um, Landon Sims is a right-handed pitcher from Mississippi State. Landon Sims, right-handed pitcher, Mississippi State. If you want to follow an arm that might be an ace that the Cubs might, should, possibly take, Landon Sims would be a fantastic follow. Landon Sims will be the Friday night guy from Mississippi State, the champs, and he's going to face a good schedule. Toss in Oklahoma and Texas. Landon Sims up against any good team is going to educate you because if Landon Sims tosses uh, seven innings of one-hit shutout ball, walking one and striking out 12, you will probably be impressed with Landon Sims. No? Just a guess. Wild guess, especially if it's against a good team. And if Gavin Sims only lasts three and two-thirds innings, walks five, strikes out two, and gives up seven runs, six of them earned, the other team probably did a pretty good job hitting, and you're going to want to take notes on that. When you have two quality opponents playing a college baseball game, if you're listening to it, y'all are going to learn something. Y'all are going to learn something. I don't know what it's going to be, because I don't know who's playing. I don't know how the game's going to end up. <coughs> but you're going to end up learning something. Talking about East Carolina, when, when I started following them last year, I didn't really know much about them. I'd heard a couple of the names before, but I really didn't know much about them. Once I started listening to them, because they were starting at noon or 1 o'clock, Sometimes it would be 115 because of weather or whatever. But I was prioritizing the East Carolina squad, so the names started to make sense. Connor Norby, uh, the, their entire pitching staff started to make sense to me. I, I became much more familiar with their entire roster. And similarly, I became more familiar with the players they were playing against. So when someone would have a good outing against East Carolina, I would take notes. Well, uh, by the by, toward the end of the year, I started to notice that the um, soft tossing lefty would do quite well against East Carolina, whereas the um, rather highly regarded ninety two ninety three mile an hour fastball um, right hander with limited secondaries. That guy would tend to struggle. You experience, you hear things, you learn stuff. You add to your your own personal repertoire. After Landon Sims, number eight, Bryce Hubbard, left-hander, Florida State, 
Anything I said about Landon Sims applies equally for Bryce Hubbard. Florida State plays a fantastic schedule, a fantastic schedule. Not only do they play the ACC, they're also going to play Florida. They're also going to play all the Florida schools that Florida Atlantic and the, they're going to play a very difficult schedule. And if Bryce Hubbard holds up over the season, he's doing very well. He will be in consideration. And if he struggles, the numbers will tell you there's something wrong. You know, if he has three or four bad outings in a row, then, hmm, something is amiss here. Maybe somebody ought to avoid, 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 but also take note of who he's doing well against. Speaking of who could possibly do well against Bryce Hubbard, Kevin Parada, a catcher for Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech is catcher university. Georgia Tech is catcher university. Back in the day, they had, was it Saltalamachia? went there. Joey Bart went there. Um, Kevin Parada's there now. They're, they, they're just gorged on catchers. They just, they just, uh, it's like Penn State and linebackers. Uh, Kevin Parada, offense is there. Hitting is there. Yeah, you're going to want to pay attention. Um, Chase DeLauder. Remember what I was saying about, um, about East Carolina and Virginia Tech. Chase DeLauder, outfield James Madison. I don't know much about James Madison's program. I don't know if James Madison's program covers their baseball team with an audio stream. I don't know if James Madison's baseball field has lights. I don't know a thing about them. Chase DeLauder is on this list. He has a freakish set of offensive tools. And listening to games with Chase DeLauder will not only tell you about Chase DeLauder, but he will but they will also tell you about the other pitcher. So if DeLauder is coming in hitting oh 380 with you know scads of homers and a whole bunch of walks. And a guy comes in and makes him look terrible. Take note of the pitcher who made him look terrible. Take note of the pitcher who made him look terrible. Figure out why and contemplate having your team select him. Now, this next name might sound familiar. Andrew Jones. It might even look familiar because the Andrew is spelled A-N-D-R-U-W. And he's an outfielder from Wesleyan High School. And in case you're curious, yes, that is the son of Andrew Jones. So he's probably got a little tiny bit of lineage, maybe just a little tiny bit. Um, I don't know, but you got to contemplate. Uh, number 12 on the list, Hayden Dunhurst, a catcher for Ole Miss. Um, this guy belongs on the list too. Parada, Dunhurst, two teams will get very, very, very good catchers. Um, Peyton Paulette for Arkansas, left-handed pitcher. Arkansas used him in a sort of a um, hybrid situation. Sometimes he'd relieve, 
Sometimes he'd long relieve. Sometimes he'd start. Um, he they, they would use him uh, when it got to the point they needed to, and he did quite well with that. Look for him to be the Friday guy this cycle. Let's see. Gavin Turley is an outfielder. Um, Cam Collier. Cam Collier is the name of the guy who recently reclassified. So uh, he was going to be the top guy in 2023, but now he's in 2022. I didn't write him down on the list, but his name came to me because I was thinking hard enough for it. And um, there's 15 names. There's 15 names to know. And figure out which guy seems most fascinating to you. If you like left-handed pitching, Bryce Hubbard or Peyton Paulette both would be logical follows. And I'm going to throw in one more thing, which may be a wet blanket on top of the, um, on top of everything. Next year, there may not be Major League Baseball. There may not be Major League Baseball, at least at the start. So let's say you decide you are interested in either Peyton Paulette because Arkansas is a fantastic follow, just regardless, Arkansas is a fantastic follow. Peyton Paulette, Carter Young, or Chase DeLauder. Those three guys, are the, one of those three guys are the guys that, hey, I, I should really study up on one of these three players. Now, again, whichever one it is, Immaterial to me does not matter even remotely in the slightest. Start doing little tiny bits of research. Where is he from? What's his high school? What is the story with him? What does Fangraph say? What does Baseball America say? What does Baseball Prospectus say? Whoever your go-to is. And do a little bit of research on the one guy. Then as you're doing the research on the one guy, maybe someone will say, well, hey, this guy kind of compares to this other guy. And do a little bit of research on them. You have a long time until February to do research on who are guys that are interesting. And do the research and have a team you want to follow. Now, I'm just looking down the, what would it be, the almost center column. Cal Poly, Vanderbilt, Virginia Tech, Mississippi State, Florida State, Georgia Tech, James Madison, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Peg any of those, was it, three, seven, nine teams. Any of those nine teams have that team as your team for the 2022 campaign. And if Major League Baseball has a lockout or has a strike and everybody's saying, Oh my God, there's no baseball this year. Well, there is going to be baseball. There's going to be college baseball. There's going to be high school baseball. There's going to be minor league baseball. What is up for argument is whether there will be major league baseball or not. So if there is no major league baseball, 
but you are checking at the James Madison Twitter <coughs> because you want every breaking bit of information on Chase DeLauter. Once the schedule breaks for James Madison, then you will have an idea. Hey, we are going to open our campaign against this team here. And you start to learn stuff. You start to learn stuff and you start to become dangerous because you have ideas of your own that aren't specifically tied to anyone else. I tell you, when it gets to Friday night, come March, specifically March, mid-March, I will be prioritizing college games. I will be prioritizing college games over Major League Spring Training games. Because in college games, the players are trying to win for the name on the front, not the name on the back. But also because if they do well in their college games, in their college seasons, that advances their pro career. There will be competitive games. Competitive games. And at some point along the line, you're going to have Mississippi State playing against Ole Miss. And Landon Sims will be facing Hayden Dunhurst. And you'll be wondering, okay now, which of these guys, if it comes right down to it, and these two guys are on the board, who do I want the Cubs to select? And at some point, especially if the Cubs only are picking 7th or 8th, if the Cubs are picking 7th or 8th, you won't have to have that long of a list. If a guy is, well, yeah, I'm kind of interested in him, but I'm, I'm really more interested in the other guys, then you do the research on the other guys. And then when somebody says, well, the Cubs have to draft Kumar Rocker, you look at the names. Brooks Lee, Carter Young, Tamar Johnson, Elijah Green, Gavin Cross, Landon Sims, Kevin Parada, Bryce Hubbard, Andrew Jones, Peyton Paulette. Maybe those guys are better than Kumar Rocker. Baseball fans in general have a huge bias, as do I, for players they are familiar with. Baseball fans have heard enough about Kumar Rocker over the last couple years. He is familiar. Whether his elbow is shot or not, Cubs fans are possibly familiar with Kumar Rocker because his name was mentioned quite a few times. However, a lot of baseball fans, a lot of very intelligent, learned baseball fans are not familiar with Landon Sims. Pick a team to follow for next year. Because I think there will be a college baseball season unless there's 
COVID kicking in and there's absolutely nothing going on as far as college baseball. But there will be a college draft, or there will be a college season. There will be a baseball draft, and the Cubs will probably be picking top eight. I had my, I have my list. I keep running, and the Cubs snuck to tenth overnight, tenth on the draft board, which is actually kind of an important number because the Mets draft eleventh. So if you're the eleventh team, you draft twelfth. If you're the tenth team, you draft tenth because the Mets have eleven all for themselves. I think the Cubs will probably drop lower. And however far, wherever it is that the Cubs draft, when you're going to only have to deal with eight or ten names at the top, it's a whole lot easier to do the draft prep thing. And if you decide, I'm going to follow Gavin Cross from Virginia Tech because reasons. I'm going to choose Gavin Cross because Tim's niece lives in Virginia, so I'm going to follow Gavin Cross quite closely next year. And it turns out that Gavin Cross does not end up cutting the mustard. That's fine. You're not choosing players because I want this to be the guy definitely. You're following specific players because you want to learn things about specific players. If you follow Gavin Cross, you're trying to learn about Gavin Cross. If you're following Carter Young, spit it out. If you're following Carter Young, you're wanting to learn about Carter Young. If you're following IMG Academy and you see Elijah Green is going to be being televised on an on a video stream. You're going to want to watch that. Player selection, player development never stops. As I look at the 15 names, the 14 that I've written down, I'm going to write down Cam Collier as well. Cam Collier. I can't remember what his position is right now. Um, it may not be one of those 15 because players get better, players get worse. Chris Bryant in his year was not a top 10 pick guy at the start of the year. But when he started out homering two-thirds of the teams in college baseball, people started to decide, you know what? Maybe this guy has a little tiny bit of power. It might not be any of these guys. But pick a team with a player that's good and follow that team in the fashion that works for you. You might not have... Cubs spring training games to follow. Or, if you're following the team closely enough and Kevin Parada moves the needle enough for you, you might be interested, more interested in following Georgia Tech games come March than Cubs spring training games out in Mesa. You never know. I love college games because players are playing all nine innings, going all the distance to try to 
win said game, whereas in the spring training games, the starters leave after four or five innings. I'm good with this list for now. And one of my next steps will be to create a sheet of paper page for each of the 15 and start getting about prepping for next year's draft, looking at fan graphs. That's my go-to. Um, see what they have to say about them. So the next time I tell you about Chase DeLauder, I can tell you more than he's an outfielder. James Madison has some uh, really curious offensive numbers. It'll be a while. You don't have to learn everything right away. And if you're realizing, you know what? This year's Cubs team and next year's Cubs team might be substandard from a watching perspective. Nobody is going to beat you over the head with an axe or a lead pipe or a wrench because you decide, I'm going to watch those Bryce Hubbard starts for Florida State. And pitchers, that's a great way of doing it. If you're watching the guy who's probably going to be the Friday night guy, you're going to know when he's going to be pitching. He's going to be the Friday guy. When's the Friday game? Is it 3 in the afternoon? 7 at night? 6.30? When is... Okay, I know when I'm flipping on the... Whatever it is that you're going to flip on. And most of the teams, most of the quality teams have quality follows. I have have quality coverage on the internet. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Georgia Tech. Georgia Techs is, uh, can sometimes be a bit funky. Uh, they tend to have students broadcasting quite a bit, which is fine. But um, Virginia Tech listened to them a couple times. Vanderbilt, I've listened to them, and the, the worst part with them is the, the whistler in the background. Um, Cal Poly, don't know that I've listened to them much. James Madison, I have not listened to them. I want to listen to James Madison games. I want to know more about Chase DeLauder. And as far as high school games, yeah, almost, you'll very rarely have any opportunity to watch or listen. So, uh, and then if you do watch or listen to a, uh, high school game, sometimes you'll be checking out a high school pit, um, a high school hitter against a pitcher who's throwing 77 and straight, which doesn't tell you a whole lot necessarily. But yeah, picking Cal Poly, Vanderbilt, Virginia Tech, Mississippi State, Florida State, Georgia Tech, James Madison, Ole Miss, or Arkansas, pick any of those. Have them as your team. Do the research. Who is their head coach? Who is their pitching coach? What is the name of the venue that they play at? How did they do last season? Etc. All those kind of things. Just start to do the research. Have your one team. You don't have to listen to all of the games to be a fan of a team. What you're trying to do is learn stuff. Learn stuff. And if you have that one game where... That, that one team 
when their schedule comes out. I don't know. I don't need to see that. Whoa, they're playing against them. That's the game you want to see. Because if you end up getting that situation where James Madison plays against Florida State and Chase DeLauder goes up against Bryce Hubbard, that is the game you want to see because something is going to happen and you're going to learn something about one or the other. Pick a team. Pick a team. Pick a squad you're going to follow. It doesn't have to be a blood oath kind of a thing. You're picking a side so that you can learn stuff about college baseball. And that might be the best thing going next year. It might be. So, regardless what you think of Tom Ricketts or the sell-off or the trades or anything along those lines, the Cubs are probably going to be getting a reasonably decent get in the draft next year. And you are certainly entitled. Nobody is preventing you from doing some research to find out more about the player that makes the most sense to you. Be safe, be nice to others, and pick a squad.